1: Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Today's show is all about Social Security. I'm Jay White, and for all the people you normally tune in to listen to. Our guest today is Sean Mercer, a district manager at the Social, Social Security Administration. I spent five minutes trying to say that, and I blew it the first time I tried to say it on the show. Social Security Administration. Do you hope to receive Social Security when you retire in, say, 20 years? Are you receiving Social Security now? Now is your time to ask questions. Questions. We're taking only social security questions this morning. Call us by uh, getting on the phone and dialing one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also email the show, send your emails to money at MPBonline.org. Again, that number one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Welcome back uh, onto the show.
2: I'm good, Jay. glad to be back and hope that we'll have some uh, good questions today. We usually do from our listeners all across uh, the state that uh, have a uh, wide variety of usually questions about Social Security and how it affects them personally.
1: Absolutely. And Sean's joining us from Laurel down in the free state of Jones this morning. So we are glad to have you back once again on the program. Um, So um, listeners can call in and ask their questions, um, but tell us uh, what's available if folks want to go to to the website right now the ssa.gov website
2: that's correct that's probably the most everything we'll talk about today will probably be available on the website and for you know all of us we're you know Surfing the web, I would just encourage our listeners to take just a minute and visit SocialSecurity.gov or SSA.gov. and Make sure it's .gov, and that goes for any federal agency, be it Medicare, IRS, wherever you're going. .gov, not .com, uh, .org, or anything like that. Those mm-hmm. are private sites. But SocialSecurity.gov, and if you do not have a My Social Security account, that's probably the first thing you need to do. And all of our listeners, whether you're receiving benefits or not receiving benefits is to set up one of those accounts because there's tons of information for all of our listeners available, and it's your personal information. If you're out there working like myself, you uh, can check your earnings statement once a year, look and see what your future benefits would be, what disability benefits would be, what uh, auxiliary benefits would be if something were to happen and you pass away. For our listeners out there who are already receiving benefits, that my Social Security account provides a lot of information for them this time of year they can print out a replacement 1099 they can change direct deposits they can change uh, addresses so it's just I kind of compare it to like an online banking for someone who's receiving benefits Mm -hmm. where they can use the computer to do business with Social Security without having to visit a local office or wait on hold for a telephone conversation, and it just makes it a lot easier for them. And It's really a simple process. Also, if someone happened to have hacked their account or changed something, they get an email or a text message. So it provides a little bit of safety there, too. That uh, is an added benefit by having that My Social Security account. So, you know, a lot of people that have not retired or are not receiving benefits think, well, Why do I need one of those? Well, I think that all of our listeners need one because just for myself, I don't visit the site. I get an email once a year from Social Security that says, hey, it's been 12 months since you accessed your account. I go in, usually I've forgotten my pen and password, I have to change that, <laughs> just like all Sounds of the like sites. Me. Yep. <laughs> but I visit there. I print out my Social Security statement that we used to mail to everyone. That used to come... Um, a, uh, the month of your birth birthday uh, each year, and we're still continuing to do that, but we're only doing it in five year increments. But this way, by me having a my Social Security account, it sends me that reminder email. I go in, print out my Social Security statement, see that last year's earnings are posted, look and see what retirement estimates are on there, and just kind of gives me a working knowledge of what my benefits would be. And that's what, that's all we can ask from the public out there, just that you have a kind of a general idea. And we see people, the closer they get to retirement, the more that that general knowledge becomes more important to them, of course. And they want to know a little more. They look and see, well, what if I wanted to do this, retire at 62, or I wanted to wait till 64, or I wanted to wait till my full retirement age? And by them having that my Security account, they slip right over and look, use one of our calculators on the website, and they do some what if scenarios. You know, what if I retired at 63 and a half? Or what if I wanted to leave when I was 64? And all those things are there readily available for them. So the website's not something that most people. People are going to use very often, but just that general working knowledge is a lot for an individual that's worked a lifetime, paid in all their Social Security taxes to kind of just be aware of
1: what those benefits would be. Absolutely. Sounds like there's a lot there they can do. I'll have some more questions about that in a moment. The voice you're hearing is Sean Mercer, District Manager with the Social Security Administration. He's on the the program with us this morning. You can call in and ask your questions today about Social Security. We invite you to do that by dialing 877 MP. Ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can email your questions as well to money at org. We'll go to the phones. We'll start it in Tennessee with Mary Ellen, who has a question. Good morning, Mary Ellen. How are you?
3: Very good, sir. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, my, po- my question is, my sister was looking for me on the website. Uh, I am fifty six. I was born in 52, so I paid it in full. Okay, now what she thought, she thought, oh, if you're not working, it looks like you could start your benefits, it would be at the rate right now. But then if you got a job, you could stop your benefits and pay them back slowly or something like that. And this way, her idea is wait till 70 to get the full amount. Is that something? Uh, I went to the Social Security office. The man said, "Oh no, that's not that, that's not possible." But my sister's pretty educated, and I was wondering, right. she, I mean, she works for the government. I mean, big time, DC. So I said, "I got to talk to the expert."
2: Great question there, and you've got two or three things going on there. Your, your question is quite complicated. So let's say that an individual does file initially at age 62. They're going to go home, not work anymore. Four months later, they decide that their friends offer them a job. It's once in a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. They're making so much money now, and they want to stop and stop their Social Security. You can do that one time mm-hmm. within 12 months and pay it back, no harm, no foul. One time, you're done. So this person, you could do that potentially one time before your full retirement age if you chose to. And you don't even have to pay it back if you just wanted to stop your benefits and say, Hey, I'm going back to work full time. This was a mistake. I'll visit you all later on. You could do that. And you could wait till you became age 70 and then look and see what your benefits would be, because from your full retirement age until age 70, you have delayed earned tax credits that would uh, increase your benefits by up to 8% per year from full retirement age to age 70. So that could potentially be a 24% increase. And so each individual is a little bit different depending on how many months you drew before you stopped your benefits and if you paid those back or if you just stopped them and you know, said, I'm going to wait because you did have some months of early retirement there. So what you're potentially saying is feasible and is something to do, but you would need to talk with someone there at your local office and say, hey, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I, how much I'm going to be making, and I want to stop my benefits or terminate my benefits because of work and my income, and then I'll visit you all later.
3: So this is allowed one time.
2: It is one time uh, that you can do the that you could pay it back and say I made a mistake. You know uh, what we see more most often is not someone paying it back, but someone who retires and then you know within twelve to eighteen months they find this new career and they're like "Uh, I'm going back to work and we just put them in we stop their benefits because of their they're working and they're over the allowable limit and they're not payable we just uh do an annual earnings update each year to see if they're due any money while they're still working if they're over the allowable limit of course they're not and then they come back to us at one day and say hey i want to start my benefits back huh. so it is something yeah. you just need to visit with someone at your local office there in tennessee
3: well, I did, and they said it was impossible. That's only for married couples. So I will return. Mm.
1: <laughs>
3: Thank you, Mary okay, Ellen. We. A, a, I had to speak to the, the, the source. You.
1: Absolutely, Mary Ellen. We appreciate the call from Tennessee this morning. I, I, you know, I produce all of the uh, Southern Remedy shows on the station here. Well, I used to. I produce three of them now. Um, uh, one thing the doctors always say is that um, if you don't like the advice you're getting, always seek a second, uh, you know, a second uh, answer there. Second, seek seek more counsel, I guess, until you uh, hear what you want to hear, so to speak, to a certain extent
2: and Mary Ellen had a great question there and it's the the scenario that she has may be a little bit different than the scenario that her neighbor may have or either her sister in this case so she needs to sit down one on one and decide what she is going to do with someone there at her local office because her situation you know, may be a little different I tell everybody that social security not everybody has one job, one marriage and lives happily ever after and just simply retires. There's a lot of ifs ands and buts that go in with that so we always looking at age uh multiple marriages, uh, what you're working, are you retirement age, and are you going to work after retirement. So it's not a really concrete answer. So the question that she brought up has a lot of different scenarios there, but I think she may find something that would fit and allow her to be able to do what she wants to do during her retirement years.
1: Mary Ellen, we appreciate the call and hope everything goes uh, well with your sister there. Let's uh, stay on the phones before we go to our break here, our first break. We're going to go due south from Tennessee to Hancock County, and talk to Jack. Jack, good morning. Thanks for calling this morning. Good morning. Jack, if you will, make sure your radio is uh, turned off and uh, listen to us through the phone. There's a bit of a delay that might cause uh, a little uh, zaniness. uh, When you do that, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I've
5: already done that. Gotcha. Uh, Listen, I've, I've got a little problem. I've got an extremely close friend of mine who's getting out of prison next year. He's a, an, an older man um, in his early 60s. He needs to try to find out two things. One, he needs an estimate of his benefits so that he can determine his financial condition. When Davey leaves him, they're probably going to give him 75 bucks and kick him out the door. You know what I mean? Uh, And then the second thing is, since he's been incarcerated, he had a rather severe heart attack and has a defibrillator implanted in his body and pacemaker, and he wants to apply for Social Security disability. Uh, Is there any way he can do that while he is still locked up? And he's given me a power of attorney uh, to get the information on his estimated benefits, but when I went to the office in Gulfport, I was just told they don't accept that. Uh, what that is- can I do
2: to help this man out? Okay, that is correct. We do not accept power of attorney at Social Security, so uh, there's not a lot that you can do to help him initially. However, depending on what facility he's in, we do have pre-release disability programs with various uh, state and uh, federal facilities, so he could, he needs to talk with the uh, case workers or case managers there at his facility, and there is a possibility that he is in one of those where he can go ahead and start the disability process to see um, I don't know how much access he has to a phone where he can call our uh, 800 absolutely number
6: none. Uh, okay. absolutely
2: okay then there's not going to be a lot that he can there's not going to be a lot that he can do unless he has access to a computer uh, absolutely if he does, none Okay. Then he's going to be pretty limited on what he can do as far as getting an estimate uh, because of his being able to contact us. We would have to talk with him personally, but uh, maybe the most remedy we have here with his situation this morning is for him to check with his case managers or social workers there at the facility he's in and see if they have a a program there with their facility where they do pre-release disability where we go ahead and actually start the disability process process uh within 90 days of release so that it's we have them a decision about the time that they get out
5: all right uh do you know anybody at mississippi department of corrections that would be in charge of that
2: no, sir. Sure. It depends on what facility he's in. And he's, if he's in, in Central, Mississippi,
5: Mississippi, Central Mississippi Corrections
2: Facility there in Pearl, Mississippi. In, in Rankin County. So I believe we have programs there. He would need to check there. I believe we'll be able to help him out and go ahead and get his disability uh, started about 90 days, uh, three months before he gets released. We can go ahead and start the paperwork.
1: All right, Jack. Hope uh, that gets you uh, on the road to uh, figuring something out for uh, your pal there who is uh, about to get out, and hopefully uh, he stays healthy. All right. We're going to take our first break here. Uh, the voice that you've been hearing answer the questions, and boy, no layups so far, uh, Sean Mercer, uh, district manager with the Social Social Security Administration, is with us this morning. We've got calls on the line from Ocean Springs, the Gulf Coast, and Hickory Flat. Y'all stay put. We're going to take a break real fast and get right back at it. After this timeout, this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
0: Talks on MPB Think Radio. to the program. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
1: I'm Jay White. And for uh, your normal trio of hosts and uh, experts on the program this morning, with me is Sean Mercer, District Manager at the Social Security Administration. We're taking Social Security questions on the program this morning. We have one line open now. Oh, no, we don't. So uh, when the time comes, should you be able to get through, uh, dial 877-MPB-RING. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four to get through with your questions or comments. And if you can't get through, send it in an email. It's money at mpbonline.org. Let's uh, go right back to it. We have uh, Benton, who is on the phone with us from Ocean Springs. Benton, good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead.
5: Uh, Yeah, um, I know Social Security has a program that allows people to delay taking their benefit uh, and then receive a higher benefit. At one time, they had a program that allowed people who have taken the regular benefit to pay back the benefit they have received, at which time they could then start receiving the higher benefit going forward. Is that still in effect?
2: The first part of your question is if, let's say, members of a couple, and that, that may be what you see uh, a lot of financial planners refer people to us if both members of the couple are full retirement age. And the husband wants to possibly delay till age 70 and draw a lower benefit off of a spouse up until age 70, that is possible, provided their birth date. There is a birth date there. We have to look and see with that. So that is still a possibility for a few of our listeners out there. You see that a lot of times with a high-wage earner couple where the uh, husband may be delaying his benefits till age 70 but chooses to draw a smaller amount, four or $500, which would be his portion off of a wife's benefit. So that is possible. Uh, there's a lot of loops and ifs, ands, and buts there depending on their uh, date of birth and their age when they elect the benefits, so they would need to contact someone at their local office. The second part that you're talking about that uh, makes the rounds through a lot of financial pieces is uh, no longer in effect, where someone, let's say, was age 64 and wanted to come in and repay everything that he or she had drawn and then start their benefits at a higher rate because they had been reduced when they started their benefits at age 62 they only drew approximately 75 percent of their benefits now they would be due closer to maybe 90 percent of their benefits that um, is no longer a option I figured that for about three different people through the years when that was available, and when they looked and saw, you know, how much it was going to be, how much they would have to cut a check to for Social Security, and then uh, walk out and make sure they weren't taken out at the local red light or in a car accident because there's no – that was a one-way street. I never saw anybody take that viable option why it was available, but that one is no longer available. So. Uh, we do have a lot of financial uh, uh, planners refer couples to us to see if they would possibly qualify for the spouse's benefits there. And we always check when an individual files a claim to see what is the highest benefit we can pay the number holder and to see if there's any other potentially uh, entitled beneficiaries there off of uh, off the record. So is there a spouse or a divorced spouse out there or are there children on the record? So. As I said, Social Security is pretty complicated. It's not just simply retirement. When you're looking at a retirement claim like that, you're always looking at other entitlement factors there and to see if there's other auxiliaries that we can pay. So that's no longer a factor, correct? the second part of your question is no longer in effect, that you can pay it all back. The first part of your question, depending on the age of yeah, the I couples, realize. Yeah. Is still is still in effect, yes. Yeah, I realize that. Okay, thank okay. you very much. Good question. Yes, sir.
1: Benton, we appreciate the call from Ocean Springs this morning. Hey, if you missed part of the show, visit mpbonline.org forward slash Money Talks to listen again, and you can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your phone or uh, your iPhone or Android phone on demand, and uh, uh, the show will also be available as a podcast. I know Liz always touts Podcast Addict. I believe is the one that she uses. I am a player.fm user. That is a uh, more Android specific uh, Android friendly uh, podcast collector. And It is the one that I have on my phone. I like to uh, download all the shows that way. All right, let's stay on the phone. By the way, you can call us. The number is 1877 MPB ring 18776727464. You can email us questions to money at mpbonline.org we have sean mercer with us today uh, district manager at the social security administration and we go uh, back to the phones and we have jessica on the gulf coast jessica thanks for calling this morning
7: good morning I have a two part question. The first part is I retired at age 62 and um, now I've gone back to work. I've been working since July of last year. So I turned 66 in January. How will that affect my social security as far as taxable, my taxable earnings? And the second part is now that I am 66, Um, I want to go full-time employment, will that have any effect on uh, my Social Security?
2: Okay, great question there, Jessica. Your first part about taxable earnings, you would need to ask someone with the IRS about that. Now, this time of year, we send out a 1099 because Social Security benefits may be taxable. Uh, We uh, encourage you to visit with your local tax professional to see if your benefits are taxable. It all depends on your adjusted gross income and if you're filing a single or joint return, so that's more of an IRS issue. But with you going back to work with the second part of your question is, after you reach your Full retirement age, then your earnings no longer affect your ability to draw your full Social Security. Prior to your full retirement age, you're subject to an earnings limit, and this year it is uh, the earnings limit is $17,640. So if you make over that, then we may be holding some checks or something, and that is gross earnings or net self employment. Mm -hmm. But once you reach your full retirement age, the month that you obtain your full retirement age, then your earnings no longer count and we do see a lot of people that are in your situation where they do go back to work full-time and you can make as much money as you want to it doesn't affect your Social Security as far as penalizing you in any way. Now, something that it does do is each year we look, as long as you continue to work, and to see if one of the years that you're working would replace one of the years that we've used in your computation to determine your benefits. And most mm-hmm. retirees say, well, yes, I can remember when I first started, you know, I was only working full time making 15000 a year, and I'm working now making, you know, 30000 a year uh, again, and so I know it's going to replace one of my 35 years that we use in your computation. Well, that's not necessarily true. You can't look at that numerically because $20,000 in 1980 may be the equivalent to $35,000 in 2019. The further we go back in time, they apply an indexing factor, so wages are kind of looked at on a current dollar-for-dollar dollar value. So you can't look at your earnings numerically and decide if it's higher than one of the ones that we've used in your computation. But it is something that we check to see if we can increase your benefits. And one year does not make a large impact, usually, on your monthly benefit. If you see okay. something go up 3 to $5 a month, that's a lot, because... You've got to remember that the year that we're using to replace is only one thirty-fifth of your computation, so you've got 34 more years in there that are averaged um, out.
7: Okay. And now, if if my birth year is 1953, am am I at the um, my total um, age as far as you know, Social Security, like the, six, 66. the 66 my year?
2: Yes, ma'am. If you were born okay. between 1943 and 1954, your full retirement age is 66.
7: Okay, and that would be my birthday of uh, 66. I mean, like, yes, at, at Jan- if I was born in January, then that's right. when yes. I would reach my year. Okay, all that right. That is correct. All right, thank you so much.
1: Jessica, we we appreciate the call from the Gulf Coast this morning. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number that opens up a line. One eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's stay on the phones, and we have James from Hickory Flat on the line with us. James, good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead,
5: sir. I'm seventy five, and my my wife died twelve years ago. Uh, is is there any way I can draw any of her social security?
2: Well, we should have looked at that at that time to see if her benefit would have been higher than what your benefit would have been, and we should have taken a claim if that were the case. Uh, Most of the time, or the majority of the time, you may see where the uh, number holder, the male, may have worked and earned more, and it was receiving more benefits than the female. And if so, there's no other benefits payable. You're going to draw the higher of the two. Now, widow or widower's benefits are gender neutral, so we see it work both ways, but a lot of the times you see where the husband had had worked outside the home and made more taxable earnings than the wife. So it is something we could check. If we hadn't done that, you could check with your local office to see, but most probably your benefits at the time of her death probably were higher than what she was drawing, and therefore there were no other benefits payable to you based okay. on that marriage. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: All right, James. We appreciate the call from uh, Hickory Flat this morning. Let's uh, we stay on the phones. you are going to take a break. Let's take a break. All right. Uh, the number to call, that opens up a, a, a line there. 877-MPB-RING is the number, one we have got calls from Vicksburg, Harrison County, and Meridian on the line. Hang on. We're going to uh, take a quick break here. When we come back, we will get right back to it with Sean Mercer, District Manager with the Social Security Administration, on Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
0: to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I am Jay White filling in for uh, the usual suspects this morning. Uh, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING, eight seven seven We're talking Social Security questions today with Sean Mercer back on the program, uh, District Manager with the Social, Social Security uh, Administration. All right, we're going to go right back to the phones. And uh, first, we have Al in Vicksburg. Al, thanks for calling. Yes. Go right ahead.
4: Okay. Uh, my question uh, is that I, I retired in December at full retirement age, um, but it was right before the end of the year. And when I I assumed that uh, when the current year was added to my uh, 35 years, that I would see a little bump in my Social Security benefit, because the current year had not been added.
2: Okay, we will go back and check that, and it may. It depends on when that is added. If we actually took your claim in December, it would not have been added because that W-2 wouldn't have been posted till January. So we would go back once it's posted, or you could visit your local office uh, and give them your current W-2. Uh, W-2s are added pretty quick now with uh, online reporting by most employers, so it could be a possibility. But like I explained to one of the previous listeners, most people are disappointed in the amount that it bumps their check each month unless they've had very, very low earnings throughout their 35 years. For most right. workers who've had a natural progression of increased earnings, that 135th computation, you know, 4 or $5 is, 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 a, is a lot to move a computation in, in most instances. But it is something that will be checked automatically when we do a recomp based on those earnings being posted. Or you can visit your local office with that W-2. Right. They they informed me
4: that uh, when my uh, benefit was calculated, it was calculated on the year that I turned 65. And And I I
2: didn't quite understand that. Right. Right. Uh, and Because there wasn't uh, – I'm not sure with that. You might need to double-check with them. You may have misunderstood that as far as what we're talking about because your your uh, year would be based on unless we went back and paid you some previous months there And without looking at your claim specifically. Right. Uh, couldn't really answer that. But visit them then. That may be a whole other reason for you to contact your local office, see who processed your claim, and talk with them and see about submitting that. W2 and making sure that your election month of when you started receiving benefits is what you understand it to be. Okay, so it should they it should not
4: have in other words it should have not have been based on my the 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 um, benefit at age 65 it should have been
2: based on my age at 66. If you were currently, it depends on the month that you elected benefits of when you file that claim. So that's what we need to check on and see when we, because we can we can go back and pay retro benefits sometimes, or you know someone may come in during the middle of the year. and We can say, well, you were really due benefits back to January, and we can pay you some you know back payment there. So we would really need to look at your claim, and you need to talk to the person that filed that kind of specific question that you've got there, not really a general one that we can answer.
1: All right, Al, we appreciate the call from Vicksburg this morning. Let's uh, keep it moving. And uh, up next, we're going to have Dan on the line in Harrison County. Dan, thanks for calling. Go right ahead.
5: Yes, sir. I've got a friend, 65, and in his work, he's done subsistence work all his life, but he does not have 40 quarters. And now he's 65 and can't do uh, just day labor and things like that. I was wondering if he would qualify somehow for uh, disability if he can't get a Social Security check.
2: We do have a program at Social Security called Supplemental Security Income that is for is a needs-based program for people that are age 65 or for low-income individuals, so he could check. That is totally different than what we've been talking about previously on the show uh, with all the other questions that is based on what you've worked and paid in. In his situation where he does not qualify for Social Security based on his uh, earnings, that Supplemental Security Income claim switches over, and it is totally needs-based. So we would look at income, resources, living arrangements, and things like that to see if he could qualify. So yes, he could qualify. Uh, he could contact his local office there in Gulfport and see about uh, filing for SSI or Supplemental Security Income. And because he's age 65, he could take uh, do that. And they also need to check to see if he's paid in enough to be eligible for Medicare and what that. Would would be uh, most individuals are eligible for medicare either based on their own earnings or the earnings of a spouse so we've got two things that we probably need to talk with your uh, friend about and he can do that all over the telephone he does not need to visit he can do that by simply calling the uh, the local office there in Gulfport, and they can take care of all both of those situations over the phone
5: thanks a lot we're worried about him and at least that sounds like there's a one good option thank you very much
1: All right, right, Dan, we appreciate the call from Harrison County this morning. We'll stay on the phones. And up next is John in Meridian. John, go right ahead. Good morning. Hey, John.
5: Yes, good morning. Um, I have a question. Um, I signed up for my Social Security at age 65, and um, after I signed up for about a month, I went back to work. And I called them and asked them, I told them that I went back to work. And uh, they said, "Well, you still can work, but in order to your benefits, you'd have to pay a uh, tax on it every month." And they gave me a bracket from seven, ten to twenty-five. So I chose ten. Is that true?
2: Well I think you're you're talking about two different scenarios there, John. You're talking about maybe paying taxes on your social security benefits that you elected, yes. which is something that people do because social security benefits may be taxable and so people that are often go back to work, they're gonna be in a different tax bracket and Social Security benefits may be federally income taxable. But I also think your first part of your question there is to make sure that they understand how much you're making while you're going to work, because if you're under the $17,640, everything's okay. You're still due your full Social Security checks each month. If you're over $17,640, then we may have an issue there where we may be paying you a little too much money. So you might want to double-check with your office there in Meridian, make sure that they understand exactly how much you expect to make in 2019, your gross earnings, and then also double-check and make sure that if you're having federal income tax withheld out of your check, which is totally your option, how much you're withholding there, and that that's that's what you want to have withheld out for taxes that you'll be paying next year at this time. So two different things there, and you can do both of those things over the telephone with your local office there in Meridian.
5: Well, I told them I'm, I'm self-employed, and um, I call them twice, and they said, "Well, you can pay taxes on it and still receive it."
2: So, I'll so call
5: them back again. Well, as long as your
2: net self-employment, if you expect that to be after all everything's taken out on your Schedule SE next year, if your self-employment is expected to be under seventeen thousand six forty, then you're good. If you expect no, your over. self-employment to be over that, then you need to let them know so that we can adjust the amount of checks that we're going to send you this year. Okay. All right then. Thank you. Yes,
1: sir. All right, John. We appreciate the call from Meridian this morning. Let's stay on the lines. By the way, you can call us. Eight seven seven MPB ring is the number, one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We have Mike on the line in Brandon. Mike, go ahead.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, I have a little ways for retirement for me. I guess about fifteen years at one X, um, do you think Social Security would still be there and also um, being divorced, um, if something happened to me, what would my Social Security uh,
2: go? Uh, what would be the deal with that? Okay. How long were you married first, Mike? About eight years. Okay. All right. All right, two good questions there, and we get that question a lot. It's what we think of Social Security is going to be there. And I tell people you don't need to worry about Social Security being there. You need to worry about keeping yourself healthy and alive so that you can draw your Social Security. So, yes, we think Social Security is going to be there. It's one of the strongest social programs that we have in America, and we're not uh, unique in that we're the only country that has that. Other countries outside of a uh, of america have different programs that are similar to ours ours is one of the most successful and so yes i think it's going to be there and what i worry about being about the same age as you are about 15 years from retirement is that i want to i want to make sure i keep myself healthy so that i have the opportunity to choose retirement at age 62 or wait till my full retirement age or wait till age 70 and then i'm not forced to take social security early because of a health condition that's going to cause me to be disabled and unable to work The second part of your question, only being married for eight years, uh, that divorced spouse is not going to be eligible for benefits off of your record because uh, marriage has to be ten years or longer for a divorced spouse to be eligible. Let's say that you were married for over ten years. If your divorced spouse was eligible for benefits off your record, that does not impact your benefits. It doesn't make them decrease because you have a divorced spouse on your record. Those are independently entitled there, so you don't have to worry about someone else drawing off of your uh, record if you have a divorced uh, spouse out there. So good question.
4: Okay. When something happens to you, you happen to pass. uh, I mean,
2: nobody, a child, nobody gets that. Well, the Social Security is kind of like a big insurance policy in that we're all in this pool together, so if I don't draw benefits, then everybody else that's paying in may draw some of those benefits. So you are correct, if you look at it like that, that there wouldn't be anybody drawing those benefits. If you don't have a spouse or a child that's eligible for benefits off of your record, the rest of us out there are going to benefit possibly from that because we're all paying into Social Security and drawing out of that pool of money. I understand. Yes, sir. Thank, thank
1: you so much. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call from Brandon this morning. All right, time for our last break of the hour here. We have uh, calls on the line from Greenwood and past Christian. Y'all stay put. We're going to take a quick timeout, and we'll get right back to it as soon as we get back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB
1: Think Radio. I'm Jay White, filling in for the whole gang this morning. And with me today is Sean Mercer, District Manager with the Social Security Administration. We're going to get right back to it. Uh, Up first is uh, Catherine in Greenwood. Catherine, thanks for calling. Go right ahead.
6: Good morning. Um, My question is about the um, constantly discussed 8% interest that you get if you wait until you're 70. I'm past 66. I'm still working. And trying to make this decision, you're basically betting on how long you're going to live. But then I read online about the COBA increases that you get, which would, in fact, impact that 8% calculation, um, reducing If you were taking it and getting that COLA increase, which happens every year or every other year, could your guest address that?
2: Okay, good good question there. But I've never heard someone, Ms. Catherine, look at it like that from the COLA increase because we don't know what the COLA increase is going to be. That is uh, determined by the uh, each year uh, from the Consumer Price Index. So it's some years it's a little more, some years it's a little less. So I think the best part of your question is looking at your uh, total financial picture, and it's a good position for you to be in. You need to talk with your other uh, financial planners or financial advisors because it's Social Security, we're only able to look at just your Social Security and not your total picture. But obviously, you've made the decision to to wait and look at that 8%. And, yes, you are banking on living longer and drawing a larger check for a shorter period of time versus your neighbor who may have chosen benefits at, say, age 62, and they're drawing a smaller check, but they're drawing it for a longer period of time. So it's strictly a part...
6: Excuse me, what is the smallest... COLA that has ever, I mean, some years, has there never
2: been a COLA? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. So if mm-hmm. you'll visit our website uh, up at socialsecurity.gov, and in the top right-hand corner is a search engine, and type in COLA, and it mm. will give you a great definition, and it will also go back and look at all the years. A lot of our listeners out there think that it's something that Social Security does or Congress does. It has, it's an automatic process that tracks the Consumer Price Index, and it'll kind of give you a little uh, brief paragraph about the history of the COLA, and also when you look and see how small or how insignificant some of those COLAs were each year versus Mm -hmm. what happened back during the maybe the late 80s or uh, early 90s when it was a lot larger, and it'll kind of maybe help you answer your question a little bit more clear and decide when you want to start receiving benefits. But socialsecurity.gov, top right-hand corner is a search engine, type in COLA, and there's a lot of information, and it'll give you each year how much the COLA was.
6: Okay. Thank you.
1: Catherine, we appreciate the call from uh, Greenwood this morning. Let's uh, keep on going here. We have Arlene and past Christiane. Go ahead, Arlene.
6: Um, yes. My question is, when when should you give out your Social Security number and when should you not? Um, and it, it made me think about it when the government issued new Medicare cards so that, because most people could get your Social Security number off your Medicare card, now that it's completely different, like, say, you go to the doctor or, I mean, you go anywhere, cable, I mean, anything. They want your Social Security number. Is that legitimate?
2: Good question, Miss Arlene, and, yes, they, they ask for it everywhere, and I face the same dilemma that you do. When the only time you actually have to give out your number is for employment or to open up a bank account. But as you so stated, we get asked everywhere because they're looking for credit in the way, you know, if you're asking if I'm going to borrow money for a car today or a home loan, they're going to run a credit check, if I'm, you know, going to get my power turned on, they're going to have to give me credit to you know, then I pay my power bill. So yes, it is something I always ask is there anything else you can use for identification? Sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. But well, you want to keep your social security number out there as you know, as le- least you know m- amount of times that you can. But in today's society, we're asked all the time, and it's just a negotiation, you know, uh, as to where when you want to give it out. In Mississippi, we're fortunate that we should not have it on our driver's license anymore. Now with a, a national program with Medicare, you don't have it on the red, white, and blue Medicare cards anymore, so we are lessening the amount of times that we see it you know, on actual things that are in our wallet, but then we are giving it out at the doctor's office and at the utility uh, company. So right. those are just things that we've got to work with individually to decide what we're going to do there and how we're going to give that, that number. So it's a problem that all of us face, and I just tell people all the time they want to safeguard your number. Never carry your Social Security card in your wallet or your purse, even though it's made to fit right in there with your local with your credit cards. Uh, you know, the only time you actually have to show that card is for employment or the bank account, and then the other times are usually just asking for your number, and that's a dilemma that all of us face when we're going to give that out. I personally try to limit it as much as I can, but I get caught because I'm wanting to do business or I'm having to have a utility turned on that I have to supply that to be able to get the service that I'm at. After
6: there. Okay, well, that's very good. Thank you very much.
2: Good yes, thing.
1: All right, Arlene, we appreciate the call, and we've got about uh, a minute left here for uh, Rich, uh, Richard and uh, Laurel. Richard, go ahead.
4: Yes, uh, my question is I'm, I'm going to be 65 this June, and uh, I've, I've chosen to work until. I'm sixty six as far as Social Security. My question is I don't I'm I'm confused in terms of where do you go to sign up for Medicare and what
2: did, and could you kinda of give me some idea the difference between the, the A B and I'm confused on, on what's what's required beyond the A B uh, and and where do you go
4: to sign up for that?
2: Okay, good call, Richard. Uh, And you can do that with your local office at law. You can do everything over the telephone, or you can go to socialsecurity.gov, sign up for Medicare only in about 15 minutes and someone will call you and go through that. You don't have to take any cash benefits. Part A is what you've worked and paid for all your life. It's uh, simply the hospital in short term. Part B is what you would uh, have if you went to your local doctor. And then you also have Part uh, D that is a drug plan. So when we talk with you over the telephone, we can give you another number for a state health insurance person that can uh, advise you on what you need to do there. But Social Security is where you need to start to sign up and you can do that over the telephone or over the internet.
1: Sean, thank you so much for your help again today. As always, uh, one of our very favorite guests to have on regardless of show here on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks is a production of MPB and is funded in part by the generous financial support of our listeners. Today's show produced by Liz Gill. Call screener was Java Chapman. Uh, Coming up next is our 10 a.m. Tuesday show in legal terms. Join us again next Tuesday at 9 with the regular crew. Uh,
0: Money Talks only on MPB Think Radio.